Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, September the 27th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we continue year C, proper week 22, which is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost for those who are keeping track. And on Tuesday, we'd like to cover the Psalm passage, which comes to us in this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. In this week of the church's calendar year, and we find ourselves in Psalm 137. So let me read that Psalm provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps. There our captors asked us for songs, our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, Lord, when the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried. Tear it down to its foundations. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction. Happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. This is the word of God for us. There seems to be some occasions where like the happy, sappy faith just does not apply. Perhaps you've been in one of these situations before where a devastating thing has happened and someone probably with their good intentions in mind came to you and they wanted to try to cheer us up and to help us get through the doom and gloom. And so they tried to say something like the joy of the Lord is your strength and it just didn't seem to fit, right? Uh, I think in the Proverbs it says, that uh, a very loud blessing in the morning will not be received as a blessing, but as a curse, uh, more or less. And so we have these psalms. Uh, this one's called an imprecatory psalm. It's very rare, but yet they exist in the Psalter. And it helps us to facet what is otherwise a pretty vanilla song selection choice in the life of the church. Um, this is a, a, a psalm where the psalmist is angry. They're angry on a couple of different fronts, but the main historical thing that has happened, we suppose, is that they've just been carried off from Jerusalem to Babylon. And uh, there they are taunted by their captors, the Babylonians. And they say, hey, sing us some of those victory songs that you used to sing when you lived in Jerusalem. And so they said, how can we sing while in a foreign land? This is one perspective of the exile. The other perspective is to seek the peace and the prosperity of the city that God has called them to, but for this occasion, for this writer, uh, they can find no occasion to sing joyful victory songs if they're far away from Jerusalem. So they actually hung their harps on a poplar tree because they didn't want to be tempted. They wanted the tongue to cling to the roof of their mouth because they didn't even want to have the ability to sing songs. And so they're devastated because of all the pain and destruction that has come to them, their city, and their families through this war against Babylon. But what made matters worse was what the Edomites said on the way out. So Edom and Israel, they have an, a complex history. Um, Old Testament scripture says that the Edomites are the descendants of Esau. And so we know about the 
the quarreling between Jacob and Esau all the way back as patriarchs in the book of Genesis. And so this is a perpetuated problem, a perpetuated war antagonism between Jacob and Esau, even though they settled towards the end of their life, but between their families uh, throughout the generations. Uh, reading the book of Obadiah also gives another window into some of the harboring of hardship, these hard feelings that they, these two people had against one another. And so we finally get to the end, and this is like a curse, okay? And this is tough. Uh, this is tough to, for like our, our young of, our, of the church to stumble upon, okay? For the critic and the skeptic of our religion, seeing this verse is a challenge. We can't deny that, and we can't deny that it's there. We can't try to soften its tone. I mean, many commentators try to, and I applaud their efforts. This is raw and this is real. Uh, one of the uh, commentaries that I use is by the New International Biblical Commentary set. It's Craig Broyles. And what he says in the introduction of this psalm, he says, Most psalms are cherished by Christians. This one is not. And I think that's a fair perspective. We can still love the Bible or love the God that the Bible leads us to and have a high view of Scripture and not cherish some of the pieces if we're truly honest. Because this one's a tough one to d- explain. Um, all I know is that whenever um, something as devastating as what it seems like the Babylonian exile must have been, the hardships that they had to endure, uh, these are words of someone who's angry. Um, hopefully there's not any kids listening to this podcast. Maybe I should put an E on this one. But uh, the writer is pissed off. Like, And um, there's, there are occasions, in, even in the life of the faithful, even those who are dedicated to daily prayers and giving uh, to people with, with generous hearts. Uh, they're going to have hang-ups in life, and they're going to be pissed off. And um, this is a psalm that um, captures this time. And so what do we do with this? Um, do we say that God is cruel because this was allowed to get into the Scripture text? I mean, we do believe that uh, the Bible that we have is the Bible that God wants us to have. Now, there's a variance of how the Bible came into being with that confession in mind, but nevertheless, it's here, so we have to deal with it, right? Um, I remember something that um, a commentator said about how this is actually um, a fair practice uh, for a faithful person, that when we're angry and that we would like to retaliate, um, and even the person who um, that we like to retaliate is against is, is, against, is like right in front of us. Um, there's going to be a natural inclination to try to get even or to raise the stakes or to give out to them what they have given to us. So this psalm is like a different response. Instead of acting out in anger, um, the psalmist is allowed to sing songs directly to God and to allow those words to vanish into the heart of God. I remember something that another Bible teacher said about this, where if you could imagine like as someone who's going through this painful experience, they're wanting something to happen to their captors. And they say, oh, you know, I wish our captors would have misfortune. Like, no, I wish that they would have boils break out all over their body. No, I wish that like hailstones would rain all over their property and kill their crops. No, I wish that their whole family would be wrapped up. No, I wish that their head, the heads of their babies would be dashed on rocks. And the moment that they actually say it, that it goes from out of the insides of their inner turmoil, out their mouth and into the air that maybe saying something so heinous would catch them off guard and would cause them to now want to deal with the anger that they have inside, right? So there's something maybe therapeutic about an imprecatory psalm. So what do we say about it? I mean, there's a variance here. What do we say about all this? I think we say that um, God belongs in all of our life, including those moments 
when grave injustice has happened against us, where we're wanting to ask questions like, hey, if there's if there's a good God and this is the world that he created, like, why do these things happen? Like when those, we get tired of those arguments and we still want to re- relate with God in the midst of one of these moments, um, we can give God everything we have inside of us and God will swallow those words and we don't have to act out in anger, that we don't have to harbor bitterness and judgment against somebody else. And in that way, God saves us again. This is a unique and formative way that God saves us once more. And so maybe you find yourself there. Um, You've had a death in the family. Uh, You've had a lingering illness. Uh, You've been mistreated uh, by a coworker or by a family member, or you've been burned by friends and you've got words and you're like, you know what, as a good Christian, I shouldn't say these things. Maybe like you can just let it rip, be pissed off. God will absorb the words and then maybe he'll save you. He'll save me in the process. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we confess to you today that there is great pain deep within inside our hearts in some place. Uh, something that we've done and we are so uh, disappointed in ourselves we heap condemnation on ourselves uh, there's things that have, been, that have been done to us and so we can't help but like harbor a bitterness and a judgment against someone who has mistreated us but we think of that because we belong to christ uh, part of the baptized community of believers that um, we want to be more like jesus we think of that jesus you absorbed sin and death on the cross and that you allow new life to flow from the wake of it And uh, we ask that you'd save us once more, save us from the harboring of this bitterness, maybe even this pride in our bitterness about this certain issue or towards a certain person. I pray that we would allow words to flow through prayer today and that uh, as we get it all out and let you have it, that you would absorb all of the anguish that we have and that we'd be spared and that we, we would experience your saving grace once more. God, as people of of your name, you ask us to be people of peace. And peace is a challenging path to walk, we confess. So we pray that you continue to teach us the peaceful path as we follow our King, the Prince of Peace. So we pray that you be with us today. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.